Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Over the last few weeks, we've talked about the faith that has formed the Christian church. And here on Pentecost Sunday, we'll be talking about the spirit that formed the Christian church. As we prepare to do so, please go with me to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. When we think of Pentecost, we typically think of fire. After all, the scripture says, when Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. So a question that we might ask is, why fire? Of all the images that Cod could have used, why fire? Uh, Perhaps it's an image like this poetic scene in the book of Isaiah when a a burning coal is is placed on the uh, prophet's tongue in in this image. And this is like a purification of the prophet's speech. Maybe it's like the burning bush, something what fire rests on, but it's not consumed by the fire. It's somehow empowered by the fire, and and God speaks through that fire. Maybe it's like the people of Israel and God appearing before them as a pillar of fire through the night as they moved through the wilderness. So many images of fire. Let's think about other uses of fire. Before there was electricity, a fire was used for cooking. If you were out traveling, you'd build a fire to keep you warm so that you could cook, so you could see what was going on around you. Build your camp around a fire. In due time, you'd use fires to warm your homes, again, to cook your food. You'd, you'd use fire to create things, to use to uh, manipulate metal, or to fire up something that is ceramic or glass. You use fire for so many things across history. It's an energy source. I don't know, maybe today God would choose a different image to use. Uh, Maybe God would use 
electricity or something else that we, we think of charging or giving life to, giving energy to, empowering. But whatever the image, whatever the meaning, what happens here is that these followers of Jesus are empowered. So the question is, what are they empowered to do in the world? What are these disciples empowered to do? And who are these disciples empowered to be? In Acts chapter 2, around verses 17 and 18, there's this image used. It comes from the book of Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon everybody. And this pouring out will help to, to reorder society. It will help to reimagine, it will help the church to reimagine who's included, who can be a part. Again, the young and the old are going to be a part of this. We're not just going to prefer one or the other. It's why we as a church seek to be very intentional about our inclusion of people on every part of this spectrum. This is even factored into our thinking about regathering, right? Because we, we care about all these folks that God is pouring God's Spirit out on and God is working through and moving through every member of our community. It's valuable. His Spirit is being poured out on, on men and on women blowing beyond all these gendered stereotypes about who can speak for God, who can lead in the midst of the church. We see by this proclamation in Jerusalem, there are gathered people from all over the places, people representing different nationalities, different languages, and God's Spirit empowers the church to speak into each of those languages, speak into each of those cultures, showing God's valuing of them, God's honoring of them, but also showing how God connects them, how God's Spirit is constantly at work to to remove those barriers and those divisions to help us to be a family of God together. It removes the simple barriers and divisions, but it also removes other kinds of hostilities that we create based on our feeling of being separate from others. God's Spirit is blowing past all of that empowering the church to be radically different as we think about inclusion, as we think about whose God's doors are open to, who God's doors are open to. 
We say God's doors are open to all. Why do we say that? We say it because of Pentecost. We say it because of what we see the Spirit of God doing across history and time. It's been the case throughout that the people, the religious people, were often want to be more restrictive about their inclusion than God. God's constantly pushing us to see differently, to include more. By all analysis, the Pharisees. The Pharisees were orthodox, by-the-book people. They were following the rules, living the tradition, trying to live it robustly. But the word of Jesus, the movement of God's Spirit, helped to expand the understanding of what it truly meant to be orthodox, what it truly meant to be a person who's following God rightly and righteously. The Spirit of God is doing this. The Spirit of God is also moving in these disciples and helping them to be bold. In Acts chapter 2, verse 29, in a speech that Peter's giving, Scripture says that Peter spoke confidently. Uh, this is translated elsewhere as bold in the book of Acts. So if you look at Acts chapter 4, boldness is mentioned a few times. It's the same word. Boldness with confidence. It's a supernatural confidence. I think this makes a difference as we are moving in ministry in the world, as we're seeking to be in solidarity and to speak up for those who are on the margins, those who are hurting as we seek to be with those that Jesus is with and those, that's those who are sick, it's those who are hungry. Sometimes the forces around those folks, the forces around us would tempt us to be quiet. And sometimes they'd actually tell us, no, 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 be quiet. Uh, don't talk about these things that way. It's not your, you don't have the right to speak here. But as we seek to care for those that God cares for, sometimes that Spirit of God will strengthen us and help us to be bold. So whether we're talking about someone represented by the doors on our front lawn, sexual minorities, black people, other people of color, whether we're talking about those who are unsheltered, whether we're talking about those who are poor, whether we're talking about those who don't have access to health care, no matter who we're talking about, God's Spirit moving through us, helping us to be bold and confident when we say, God cares. 
God cares about that person. God cares about those people. And so I care. And I am calling you to care. And when the world presses back, when the politics get in the way, and you're feeling this force coming at you, now the Spirit of God is there empowering you to say, no, no, no. Do what you may. Try to use whatever kind of force you're trying to use of, of speech or of action. But I'm going to stand with those that God stands with. Stand with those that God cares about and say again that God cares for them and I care for them. So I will not be moved. Boldness because of the Spirit of God. In this formation of the church that we see here in Acts chapter 2, God is calling us, I believe, to move away from the world and move toward the kingdom. Move away from the ways of the world, I should say, and move toward the kingdom. In many ways, God is calling us to be deeply in ministry to and with the world, but to do it differently. We're a culture that's fascinated with superheroes. We like uh, the Marvel Universe, the DC Universe, we like these, these normal, ordinary people who have these gifts, these super gifts, or these extraordinary gifts of, of wit and intellect. And they use these gifts in the world. That's what Pentecost is about. It may look different than we see on those television shows and those movies and those comic books. But God's Spirit is empowering the church. You see spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, read those. It talks about spiritual gifts that God gives God's church. There are also other gifts in there. Think about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Sometimes the supernatural gift is for the flavor of the fruit of the Spirit to be present in a situation when everybody else says, uh-uh, no way. If there's a, a person that is EGR, that is extra grace required, the fruit of the Spirit that is love looks like an extraordinary gift. This person is absolutely unlovable. Don't know how anyone could get along with them, but somehow the church continues to love that person 
and help that person be returned to themselves, be restored. The church helps someone in ministry that, to that person to be patient because that's also part of the fruit of the Spirit, a flavor of the fruit of the Spirit. God's Spirit working through us to be a different people in the world. My prayer is, during this season of Pentecost, as we look forward to June 20th, when we'll have our first in-person service, and then as we look to the fall, when those in-person services will be week to week, as we think about not just regathering, but being replanted to renewing our ministries in this place, but also allowing God to create new things, new growth in our community's life. My prayer is that we would allow God's Spirit to empower us to be deeply and radically the people that God calls us to be. To divorce ourselves from all those things that are destroying the culture collectively and all those things that are tearing us down individually to allow ourselves, to allow our church, to allow our community, allow our world to be renewed by the power of God working through the church. Because remember, wherever you are, there the ministry of the church is. Wherever you are, there the Spirit of God is at work. And so may God's Holy Spirit be at work in us for the life of the world. In Christ's holy name, amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you, and we hope to see you soon.